This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. We start tonight with a story that we are very happy to report, a story of small island nations standing up to China, tiny Pacific countries rebuffing the dragon. It's an incredible story and rare too. You see, smaller countries do not usually do this. They're vulnerable. They need money. They end up as vassal states. Making a compromise becomes their survival tactic. But not in this case. China came knocking on their doors and they turned it away. Let me start from the beginning. In fact, we've been telling you about this all of last week. We told you how China was targeting the Pacific, how China wanted a security pact with 10 Pacific islands. In fact, China was so confident of having its way that it went with a pre-drafted deal. Guess what? It has been given a royal snub. The deal is off. And Wang Yi, the Chinese foreign minister, will return home empty-handed. For this, the Pacific nations deserve a round of applause because saying no to China is never easy. And even now, the threat for them is not over because China will try through some other means to gain a foothold. But why is China targeting these countries? What is its game plan? And what happens next in this story? On Gravitas tonight, we'll discuss all of it. First, let's tell you about what happened today. Wang Yi was in Fiji. He was hosting a virtual meeting with 10 Pacific countries. The Solomon Islands, Kiribati, Samoa, Fiji, Tonga, Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea, the Cook Islands, Niue, and the Federated States of Micronesia. All of these countries, the leaders of all these 10 countries attended. Before today's meeting, Xi Jinping had sent a message to all of them. It said China would be a good brother to the region. Small problem. China has been a bad brother to way too many countries for the Pacific Islands to trust it. They saw through the motives. What was China asking for? A confidential security pact. Here's what they wanted, basically. To train the local police in Pacific countries, to get involved in cybersecurity issues, to expand political ties with these countries, to conduct sensitive marine mapping, and to gain access to natural resources on land and water. China wanted all of it. This is what it meant by the controversial, confidential security deal. It went on to become controversial. So these were China's demands. What was it offering in return? Well, China was offering money and a lot of it. Millions of dollars in financial assistance. Training for police officers in the Pacific. Projects to map the ocean and increase law enforcement cooperation. What was in it for China? Strategic influence. China wanted the Pacific to be its turf. It wanted to replace the West. To become the net provider of security to the region. Unfortunately for Beijing, the draft of this confidential pact was leaked and it created quite a storm. A tug of war began. The West was alarmed. Australia launched a diplomatic mission. Less than a week after taking office, Australia's new foreign secretary, Penny Wong, rushed to Fiji. The United States, too, swung into action. Washington struck a deal with Fiji. It made Fiji a part of the Indo-Pacific Economic Forum, IPEF. The same one that was launched last week during the Quad Summit. You might remember that. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi was part of this launch, IPEF. This forum is being seen as an alternative to China's Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, RCEP. So first the leak, then the Western Charm Offensive. The deal began to fall apart. 
And all of this happened even before Wongi had arrived in the Pacific. Once he did, he did try to contain the damage. My advice for those people is that don't be too anxious and don't be too nervous because the common development and prosperity of China and all the other development countries would only mean greater harmony, greater justice and greater progress of the whole world. Don't be too anxious, he said. The appeal did not work, though. The Pacific countries took a stand. Micronesia led the charge. It warned Pacific nations against signing the pact. Palau took a stand, too. Last year, its president, Surangel Wips Jr., refused to take calls from Beijing. Wips believes wide-ranging ties with China could be harmful. Fiji's leader, Prime Minister Frank Baini Marama, told the press that there was no consensus. China is a forum dialogue partner in the Pacific Islands Forum and is also an important bilateral partner to the 10 Pacific Island countries that met today. As always, we put consensus first. Well, that's how China's pact collapsed. Beijing thought it was a done deal, but Wang Yi's assurances failed to convince the Pacific. The world was watching today's meeting in Fiji, so a sizable number of journalists was all, were also present to cover it. Soon after the talks were over, they rushed to the Chinese ambassador to Fiji, and they all had the same question. Why had the talks failed? Listen to China's response. There has been general support from the countries of 10 countries which we have diplomatic relations. But there are some, you know, of course, uh, there are some uh, 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 concerns on some specific issues. And uh, we have agreed that uh, these two documents, we will be discussed uh, in the afterwards and until we have uh, reached an agreement. Well, this is what total humiliation sounds like. China's bid to influence the Pacific has failed, and how? Wang Yi did sign some smaller deals. He still wants to chase that security pact, but the writing is on the wall for China. Nobody wants their friend requests. These Pacific nations have shown some bigger powers how a country's sovereignty can and must be protected.